All right, we are back here with another edition of the tab. I'm going to pop open another topic. Uh, should college athletic departments be releasing uh, COVID information on their athletes? We've got some programs that have chosen to do so, others that have not. Um, and uh, should they be releasing this on a weekly uh time frame regardless of whether or not uh they have any positive cases uh ben i'm going to give you a lead off topic here um we certainly would only see this demand coming from uh, one of the two money big money driving uh sports of college athletics uh men's football and men's uh college basketball uh meanwhile a lot of the programs that they support you know the so-called you know the gymnastics, the swimming, the equestrian, the golf, yada, yada, all of these other sports, uh, we wouldn't necessarily see it released from them. So uh, what's going on here? Why should uh, the big uh, programs be uh, handled differently? Well, you know, I think, Eric, it, it comes down to you start with why would you disclose it uh, in the first place? And I think once the NCAA, when specifically the conferences decided they were going to play football this year, it comes down to um, really um, disclosing this because of scheduling. Because obviously, if a team gets hit by the pandemic and can't field the team, obviously that impacts the schedule, and and the universities have to communicate that. Um, it's not like it's just an injury, you know, like it's a, uh, an ankle injury. This is, this obviously scales across what could be an entire team. And so I think it's something that we've never, ever dealt with before. And I think there are no rules. And I think, you know, the universities, in my view, most of them came at this wanting to protect uh, and being sensitive and wanting to protect um, the student athletes and, and, and really kind of handle the information in a sensitive way. But I think, you know, basically what happened is a few universities got specific, star quarterback, Clemson University's quarterback, obviously the most high profile. Um, and I think it just became acceptable, quite frankly. And I think then it goes, then it starts to uh, inch down this pathway towards uh, transparency. And um, by communicating and then, and then, and be going public with it, um, the universities are more transparent. The other thing is that I would say is that, you, you know, in the world that we operate in, it's 24, seven, 365 news cycle. There's really, you know, uh, trying to keep this information private is kind of silly. Uh, you know, the teams have media covering every practice uh, or covering the team, you know, seven days a week. And so, again, I just think it's become almost com so common, and now I feel like it's, it's sort of acceptable to be that transparent. So that's my thoughts on Dana, Dana what, do you, what think? do you I think it's very similar. I think also there are different, different ways it was approached. So, like you said, you have the on-field performance aspect, which was, you know, if a guy was – had a sprained ankle or, or torn knee ligaments, you would know whether or not they were going to be in the game. So in this case, if a person has COVID, are they playing or not playing? 
does that mean if it means they do also who's been around them so they can contact trace so you and then also are they safe to travel and go to another area i think in the very beginning this was more about trying to monitor the situation to make sure there are no super spreader events like if you remember how everyone was shocked in the beginning of the year in alabama had a huge outbreak and clemson had outbreaks and all these other teams were coming down with things so people were concerned about that and then it shifted from that to what's going on in the field and the other thing also was, remember, people were pushing to have fans in the stands. So, well, and a lot people, of universities did and right. continue to. And do. Right. And then you have some states that weren't. So as a result, it's like there's no real unified situation. So as a result, people's results and how they're going to handle it can be slightly different. If you're a smaller school, if you're a Division two school that didn't cancel, are you held to the same standards, let's say, Notre Dame and Clemson where they're playing on ABC? So there's a lot of things in the air. And I think that, you know, if people are just trying to, like Ben, you were saying earlier, just do their best to be transparent, then there's no problem with that. But at the same time, as the public, we have to also understand some things just aren't our business. And if someone tests positive for COVID and they're not necessarily a major player in the game and they've been isolated and they're not going to travel and the people around them have been tested, it's not necessarily our business to know who that is. And I know, as you said earlier, Ben, with our sports coverage, we're used to getting inside access. We would know as much as we can about everything. But they're also, people have a right to privacy, including athletes. So this isn't just like a sprained ankle or a dislocated shoulder. You got to go around and learn out. This is also about, you know, somebody who – has a medical condition and possibly they don't want it to be discussed. So we have to keep that in consideration as well. Well, I mean, I, I think, I think with the HIPAA um, arguments are pretty clear. Um, obviously we don't want to be disclosing any he health matters of an athlete beyond will they play? Won't they play? Not when these are um, amateur athletes. Um, so as it relates to COVID, yes, again, we're going to announce you know, we have, Six six athletes with COVID tested positive this week. They've been isolated from practice. You'll probably see the impact on the field, uh, but beyond that, we're not going to get into it. You know, these are amateur student athletes, and we're just not going to talk about the specifics of their COVID. Um, and you'll see their impact on the field. Now, whether or not that moves betting lines back and forth, again, there's a big money exchange there. We've got a ton of states who have legalized gambling at this point. So yeah. As this news comes out, um, it certainly should probably be reported in the any way an injury would. Student athletes hurt, going to miss the field this week. Student athletes sick, going to miss the field this week. Whether or not that's COVID, you make the connection. We're not going to release the um, any of their health records. Um, the one bigger question I, I kind of want to get it back to is, you know, the impact of what Dana's saying, could one of these turn into a super spreader event, right? So we're putting these athletes on the field. At some point, there's going to be more and more positive cases. We've seen that in the general public till now. And so heaven forbid, should something happen and this kills an athlete, then where do we stand? Okay. So should these, um, at the risk we've seen in the general population, no matter the steps that have been taken, we're seeing the numbers increase. It's going to hit college athletics at some point. And yes, we're probably going to have a death sooner than later would say the odds. Um, so again, should they even be playing? At what point do we stop these programs? Um, 
what's the standard from the NCAA if they start seeing bigger and bigger spreads at these universities? Um, we knew these were questions going into the season. Here we are. The numbers in the general populace have still spiked. So, um, you know, apart from generating these millions of dollars for universities, uh, at what point do we call a college football season? Dana? I don't think they will because the season's done, honestly. All right, if well, was, then basketball. Going to be called, yeah, the basketball. I, but see, also, they're, depending upon how they choose to do it, if they go with almost like a bubble style on campus and do it the way Major League Baseball did, they may be safer than some of the average people in public who you're walking around and you're, maybe you're at a store with somebody. Like the other day I was at a giant store and somebody walked in and they had their mask around their chin the whole time until they got to the checkout counter and they put it up over their nose. Because at the same time, because of the fact that they're trying to keep things going, you can see that they have measures in place. So, they're, they seem to be stricter about keeping people, you know, quarantined or keeping them separated to the best of their ability. So it's one of those deals where you really, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know what it would take really, honestly. I think it would take something, like you said, someone dying, maybe a whole team catching it, a coach getting really sick. And then at that point it would stop it. Anything other than that, I don't, I don't think they would think would shut the season, especially because in college basketball, they lost March Madness last year. Ben, let me ask you, um, not necessarily, what is the plan for having to stop a season and why haven't, and should the NCAA make that public? It's uh, a great question. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm sure they've been spending a ton of time trying to figure this out and think this through. And we're dealing with something that obviously has never happened before, um, at least in modern times. Right. And so I, I just think it's, it's, it's hard. I think people are learning as we go on this. And I think the NBA proved that there's a model that works. Certainly for um, a playoff in a smaller environment. Right. And so can you replicate, can the NCAA replicate that? What, you know, what are the, I think to me, that's the model that all the sports are kind of trying to look at and say, can we create that same kind of environment? And I don't know, in some sports, it's not going to even be possible. I just think, it, but, you know, I keep going back to this whole idea about, you know, COVID is not a four letter word. I mean, it's, it's, I think, you know, I think it's something that people are, are um, people want to know. It's not like, you know, you, you don't hide, people aren't hiding. It's not something that you hide. In fact, it's something that you should let people know about. And I think, you know, so, so if you think about, you know, keeping it, keeping the, um, the, the society in a better position because of contact tracing being easier once you know that some people have been impacted by the, pandemic i think that's important so i i guess generally well, but speaking, i don't think anybody's arguing that right i mean we certainly know that these universities have uh procedures in place that once a student's been identified they're not going to play so we certainly know that the you know public health aspect of this is going to be handled but again do we need to have um going back to the original question the identities of these players released as some schools have chosen to do yeah, and like I said, I, I don't see that being a problem at all. I really don't. Um, and again, it's sort of, it, 
And here's the other thing. If you don't communicate, then there's a vacuum that needs to be filled. And so then people start throwing different theories out there. You know, when, when all four starting quarterbacks for the University of Wisconsin can't play in a game against Illinois, does the coach not comment about the fact that all four of them, you know, are not playing because they're trying to, they're be quarantining because of COVID? Or does he, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's almost silly that you um, wouldn't be forthcoming about it. So there, to me, there's a practical component of this that I think is, is a big part of this. And I All think right. what you just mentioned is, it, that's the thing, there's no precedent for this. So it's not, there's not really a right way or a wrong way. I mean, personally, I would think that if, let's say, for example, said team said at the end of the week, we had X amount of cases, X amount of players, X amount of coaches, they were being quarantined and we're handling the situation, that's fine. If someone wants to go into more detail, that's fine. But again, I think people should have the right to choose whether or not they want their name out there or not. Now, in some cases, if they may not, there may not be a choice because if you're a famous enough player and somebody gets wind of it, they're going to put it out there. But if people have the choice, I would say give them the choice let them decide what they want to be said about them and their story. All right. Well, I think we've pretty well covered this. Uh, let's wrap it up for this week. Ben, any final thoughts? I, uh, I'm exhausted. My thoughts are done. <laughs> All right. Dana. Yeah, I think we pretty much said everything. All right. Well, then we'll be back next week with another topic on the tab. Until then, be well, everyone.